Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerraNovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> Hello. <Woo-woo-woo>. What's up? <laughs> I like how you just go from 10 to zero very quickly. You're like, yeah, yeah. Woo-woo. All right, yo. How's life? I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, all right, cool. Oh my god, you know me for like, you know me how, how long? You know how this is how I am, you know I'm crazy. I know, but when you hit record, you become a new person, Jackie. This is the same person. <laughs> That's all I heard, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yes, I'm excited. This is an episode that's been long overdue. Um, It's something we've talked about, we planned about since the first time we started the podcast. And I'm just like so hyped about it. And... Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I could I, I could not be doing this without like a special guest. Before I get to her, we're gonna be talking about horror and anime and manga. Boom, 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 boom. And my special guest is uh, <laughs> I know I love how you did that. <laughs> um, and my special guest is a friend of mine. Well, my closest best friends. I've known her for so many years, and she's a huge horror fanatic when it comes to this topic and that is my friend vanessa yay hello everyone <laughs> how's it going um good yay <laughs> well welcome welcome to terra nova hello kendall hello jackie um hello <laughs> as and of course you guys know that how sometimes i always like make fun of kendall all the time sometimes um <laughs> This is going to be kind of a learning, you know, thing for him as well. I mean, you watch anime, of course, but like you're not really familiar too much with the horror aspect of anime, right? Not at all. Yeah, I, I watch, I pick and choose here and there what I watch. Like, you know, I've seen generally kind of the stuff with black people. So like I've seen Afro Samurai. <laughs> I, was, I recently watched uh, Yasuke. So like I just, I watch stuff with black people really quickly. And I've seen other stuff like Shaman King and Dragon Ball Z and, and Death Note and some things like that. So I, I got a little bit of mixed bag. All right, I respect that. Respect that. But yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of. I mean, of course, I love horror in general. I just love fucking horror in general. And then horror and anime just adds to it because it's it's a fun thing. Super fun because it's it's so much you could get away with when it comes to anime. I mean, there's some stuff you can and can't, (laughs) but still, like, there really is no limit. And that's what I think is the exciting part when it comes to horror in the eyes of anime and manga creators. That's a good point. That's a good. I'm sure you can you can always get away with more in animation than you ever would, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and than yeah. you ever would in live action. So it's just it's worth. That's true. That's especially manga as well, because I guess yeah. they go more into detail, especially manga when it comes to drawing. I don't know if you guys ever um compared both anime manga manga for me is always the best 
it's just so brutal the way they go into detail, especially when it comes to gory scenes. I feel like manga has more of an impact to me when it comes to horror. Anime, eh, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. But before we get more into it, um, I want to ask you one thing is, what made you get into horror? Like, what introduced you to horror? I'm going to be really sincere here. Fist of the North Star. (laughs) It's not really horror, but when I was a kid, it was the most gruesome thing I've ever watched. And this was way mm. back when we couldn't even, like, get anime. Like, anime wasn't a thing just yet. I We used mm-hmm. to get, like, these um video cassettes from, like, the local renting places. And it's like, oh, what is this? And then they used to show, like, the commercials of, like, certain animes. And I always remember Fist of the North Star. And then after that, it was just... I remember me and my... um siblings used to go to canal street and they used oh, to sell canal street. Mm-hmm. yeah they used to sell this um this new type it was a magazine called new type that came with like a like previews of certain um anime and that's where i saw like um i think it was boogie bot phantom was my first um r i would say scary anime but oh dope yeah mm-hmm. yeah but Unfortunately, I was poor, and we weren't really yet exposed to um anime just yet. It mm-hmm. was um until not so long ago, maybe like fifteen years ago, where I actually started getting into um horror-based anime and manga. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's how I got that's into dope. it. Just like little bits here and there. It wasn't like boom, here it is because. Again, anime and manga weren't so popular back then. But when it comes to gruesome scenes, Fist of the North Star gets it. Like that just remains in my head. At least for <laughs> gore. Like, do you like have you watched it? I've like, seen a few clips of it. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh my god. Like even the clips, like just a fist in the face, everybody's just blowing up. There's like chunks everywhere. It's freaking gross. <laughs> It's pretty freaking gross. So you didn't go for the scares. You came for the people being ripped apart. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That is too funny. For oh. the folks who, uh, who, may, who aren't from New York who don't know this, but Canal Street was the spot back in the day. Now, now it ain't oh, quite yeah. what it used to be, but I remember even... Damn, I, I sound like I'm 100 years old. But I mean, even when I was like a teenager, which wasn't too long ago, uh, that was pretty much where a lot of time me and my friends spent Friday nights. It was like they had everything there. They had yes. all types of stores. You could you could literally go there and buy a samurai sword. I know because <laughs> me and my homeboy did that. <laughs> <laughs> I like what, it's true. Yeah, it is true. Or when Naruto was like the thing everybody was buying, like the little... Kunas? Yes! Yo, <laughs> tell me someone who has not owned that and watched Naruto. Like, yeah, no, yeah you me and know? my friends had several kunas, headbands. Yo, people was everything. walking around Chinatown talking about, yo, you're not from my village, yo. We need to fight. Like, people was really about it. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was good, though. It was good. It was good. Oh, yeah. So good. It, I mean, and you were able to find everything there, like merchandise, keychains, bags, clothes, notebooks, everything. Yeah, everything. 
that you could find everything there from like whatever you wanted yes. you know that was, and that's before you were able to get yes, it online and, you just had to go to canal and just get yes, it yeah this is about you, to be the whole episode because canal no. was just shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean and you felt like really cool like you know like oh these other people don't know about this location <laughs> you know this was before like anime again was exposed to everyone and you're just like shopping with mm-hmm. you know like little headbands here and there like little anime stuff Cool. Yeah, for real. Like when we don't, you want to talk <laughs> about range? Like the same store I used to go buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards from was the same store I bought a Samurai sword in. So like this place was lit. <laughs> they had everything down yeah. there. They had the arcade oh, with yeah. all types of games we didn't even get yet. They had everything down there. They had everything: fried chicken, mm. boba, everything. Yep. <laughs> you can literally spend oh, your yeah. whole lifetime down there. They have so many items. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I first got. My Death Note. <laughs> it has this, um, <laughs> yes, too. the little booklet, right? I got, my, I got my first Death Note from Canal yeah. Street too. <laughs> Thank you, Canal Street. Yeah, word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Canal Street. Thank you so much for existing. Um, but yeah, and I'm sure wherever you're listening to this at people, I'm sure you guys have your own section <laughs> where you have like, oh, I went here. This, this is like how it is over here. Yeah. So I feel like. No matter where you are, New York, California, or even in like different areas, like parts of the country or whatever, like you're gonna have those spots. Yeah, where you know that has those like anime sections where you go get your merchandise, your books, your manga books, and all this stuff. And yeah, man, anime is very fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're right. Every everybody got those areas. I mean, I, you know, I, I mentioned I've been to Canada several times. I've been to Toronto quite a few. They got their Chinatown too. All the stuff, Ooh. all the food, all that right down there. So yeah, everybody got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um but yeah so again horror you know anime and manga um i guess in a way i'm just gonna say it japan always does that shit best that's where it originated <laughs> yep. you know like it, it, they know horror more than we do and they know how to really get you under the skin um so a little brief history of Japanese horror. They mostly focus on psychological horror. They like tension building. Everything's about ghosts and poltergeists, you know, religious folk tales, and of course, possessions, exorcism, shamanism, and of course, yokais. Because you can't not have a Japanese folk tale or even Japanese anime where it doesn't mention yokais. Yep. Every series I know, even J-Horror, always has the whole, like, legend of demons and all the stuff, inspectors. Um, and these were really big during the Edo period and the Meiji period. So, mm-hmm. it wasn't until the late 1960s is when they started to develop horror cinema. It is when J-Horror first started to begin. And a lot of the movies consisted of, you know, violence, sexuality, sadism, and depravity. I mean... Kendall just recently saw Audition. Oh, God. <laughs> that shit was wild. <laughs> uh, and J-Horror, they know how to really step it up when it comes to horror and tension building and really freaking you the hell out. Uh, and they also really believe in the whole thing that, you know, spirits inhabit everything, whether it's, it's intimate objects or even living creatures because they really believe that there is life after death. And we kind of see that a lot in not just anime and manga, but also J-horror films like The Grudge, you know, The Ring. Um, even in Taiwanese or Thailand films like, like Shudder or One Miss Call, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they have this thing called Butsaran, which is a Buddhist household altar where they truly believe where spirits of the dead or dead relatives basically live in those things. And that was during like, you know, past World War II. They believed in all that stuff. And yeah. And so that's kind of how the start of the whole Japanese horror thing started based on what the articles I was reading. And even now in certain series, movies, you do get the sense of like tradition in any manga or Japanese anime that ever exists. Yep. You see that. And I think that's why it, it's like, it's so, I mean, I'm sure someone would be like, well, America's believing that too. It's like, no. <laughs> For them, this is, this is their life. This is definitely like yeah. their life. They, a lot, a lot of Asian countries are very superstitious. Mm-hmm. They're very superstitious. They're very, very frightened of like spirits and whatnot because they truly believe in that. We always be like, mm, but I mean, if, if you're Latina like me, <laughs> yeah, yes. like, we don't play with <laughs> no, that. We know that's real. <laughs> girl, I, that's why I, I give it to Japan that they can put such like spiritual, again, um, beliefs and just like items into like this gory. I don't know. They could put it into a story. Unlike me coming from like a be- Mexican background. I don't see any Mexican like manga or like um cartoons that represent, you know, like our spiritual horror, um, mm-hmm. ghost, vampire stories, mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. you know Japan brings that, which is freaking cool. You don't know? don't uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong though, but don't like a lot of like Hispanic communities. You guys tend to just have like folklores instead, right? That seems to be yeah. like, your, your thing. Yeah, yeah, our thing is mo- mm-hmm. more like that. And just like a lot of um urban like legends too. Just a lot of mm-hmm. um I guess for Mexican people, <laughs> my Mexican culture, it's more spiritual mm-hmm. than anything, I think. At least from like where I'm from, from where my family is, is a lot of spiritual stuff. And a lot of um urban legends and all these like creepy little stories. Other than that, I don't, I, I don't know anything about monsters or yokai or anything like that. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, the same for yeah, the same for us. Like, like Puerto Rico, we have our own urban legends as well, our own like you know stories as well. But yeah, nothing compares to like what yeah. Japan mm-hmm. has. Like nothing compares. And for them, like they they, I mean, I remember I had like this old book of like all these like like how to draw. I mean, we, we I think we all had like those how to draw manga mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Oh my and god. I, I, I had one where it says how to draw horror manga. And they show you how to do, like, you know, the splatter blood, whatever. But they also Mm -hmm. give you a history lesson in the back of the different spirits that they truly believe in. And we've seen so many movies based on these legends, like, you know, the slit with the slit mouth woman. Oh, yeah. There's movies about that. Like, you know, there's there's, there's, uh, so many, like, even anime series that mentions that. Or, like, Death Note is a prime example. Shinigamis. They really do believe in those Shinigamis. Like, those actually exist in their culture. Um, And it's just, it's, it's, again, it's different from how we do things versus they do things because, again, they always reference back to their culture, their roots, their tradition. They always bring that up, whether it's a modern take or just something modern that's taking place even today, like, you know, say 2021. They're always gonna reference something about oh that was this this and that because I read this and that mm-hmm. like they're always gonna mention the original tale and that's what 
I feel like that's what's so important too about the culture itself when it comes to anime and manga. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big point into I guess to add on to what you're saying about just how different cultures kind of view these things. Like as somebody who mm-hmm. like I'm African American, but like I don't play, I don't know a part of Africa or anything like that. So I couldn't maybe speak to any particular tribe or anything like that. But um I guess from the perspective of America, I feel like in America we tend to think of spirits and ghosts as something to like fear. Like we we fear mm-hmm. that they exist. Where it seems like a lot of other cultures they don't fear that they exist. They just fear what would happen if they aren't respected. Mm, which I think is yeah. like a very different that's 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 a take I've always gotten from it. Like I remember one of my best friends, his, uh, his par- one of my best like childhood friends, me I'm so talk, his mom was Puerto Rican. I remember she told me the story of La Leona and all of that stuff. So like I didn't know any of those stories prior to her telling me this. They scared the hell out of me. But all but at the end of the day, <laughs> in between that and then like stories about like the day of the dead and stuff like that, all of the stories I've seen from non-American cultures, like the actual origins of a lot of these cultures, it seems to be more about a respecting things. Like they don't even mind that ghosts exist. It's just like, you know, make sure you respect it so bad things don't happen to you. Whereas American, every mm-hmm. movie where we make, it's like, oh, ghosts exist? This is fucking terrifying. It's like, well, does it have to? I'm like, what was that noise? <laughs> Let's go check it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you could just yeah. maybe respect it and maybe we'll move on. But that seems to be the biggest difference. Americans seem to fear that these things may exist at all. Yeah. And when it comes to anime, um, even just manga, like, during my research, there isn't, like, a really set time of when it first existed. Um, when it first started, but again, like the sixties, for for the horror drama to even exist in cinema. But when it comes to anime, there is an anime called Bukin Shonen Shadow or Shatter Shaden. That was released nineteen sixty seven. Like that was like a kid friendly anime. It had some specters, had some ghosts, had some uyus in it, and <laughs> that was their first introduction to people of, I guess, horror in a sense, but not really horror, just to. Just to put it into the animated world, you know, and and I don't think until like maybe 1970 with the original Devilman, oh, yeah, that's when they were saying, okay, like they're like, okay, let's pick it up a notch, and that's when they the animators and the studios were just like, how do we make this scary, but really scary? Yeah, and it, I feel like it's that like once it hits the 70s and 80s, that's when they were like, I think I know what to do and how to do it. And I mean, Vampire Hunter D ah, that came out of the eighties, and that was also horror, but also visually beautiful. It was, it was one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> yeah, Because yes. I believe, but it's it's one of the creators who did the Final Fantasy series, who did Vampire Hunter oh, D, wow. the art style. So oh, of course, it's gonna be beautiful. I did not know that. So you mentioned it. I, was like, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> That's a good fun fact right there. You <laughs> that was. I did not know that. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> um But yeah, but like I wanna say that, like when it comes to the eighties, you know, there were so many different titles, so many, you know, stuff and then also mangas and visual novels that existed too by authors that was also getting anime adaptions. Mm-hmm. Um and again they always reference the culture that's a that's a big deal um it makes me i'm wondering like what is uh just for like those who i'm sure most people are listening are probably fans if you click play on this episode you're probably a fan of anime in some some capacity 
whether it's I don't know even Spider Man Spider Verse, <laughs> like it's something that you're probably like yeah it's animation it's cool. I I always wonder like, and I know we're gonna get into it deeper. And this isn't even just historically, but I want I always wonder how horror anime is kind of received by people. Like, is it scary? Is it scarier or less scary to people because it's drawn? Always kind of wonder what the reception kind of is. That's a good question because like like I mean when we did the whole kid friendly episode, we kind of always talked about the whole way of how the horror community does look down at it. I do wonder too, because again, like I am a horror fan. You know, I got into horror, like anime horror way later because my introduction to to horror anime was Akira. Oh goodness, that's a good one. <laughs> like 1988 Akira. I remember when they first did this again. <laughs> like, like, you know, Vanessa said, we were really late when it came to the introduction mm-hmm. of anime. Like, we didn't get anime until, like, the 90s. Yeah. Pretty much, like, yeah. I want to say mid-90s, mid, mid 90s, late 90s, when we got, you know, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, you know, Pokemon, Digimon and stuff. I remember one time on Sci-Fi, um, they were airing Akira, the first time on TV. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, cool, animation. I'm a kid. I didn't know any better, <laughs> so I'm watching it. And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> there's they're dying oh my god like it was just so graphic i have never seen anything like that ever in my life i was like oh my god and that was my first introduction to anime well not anime but horror it was was akira and i do wonder too how the horror community do you know does view anime because like yeah is it scary and if it is scary like do they just dub it as in oh that's that's that over there that's a, that's a different genre i don't consider that horror that's just like anime whatever but you know like me and kendall have been doing this podcast for a while already and we we, we, just, we always talk about it people have this whole thing about horror that if it's not bloody doesn't have gore doesn't have guts it's not horror which is not true not, not true i mean yeah per- perfect blue 1998 the first time they did a psychological mm-hmm. horror anime and it's still dubbed as one of the greatest creations ever and it, it is tell, pe- and tell people what perfect blue is about because i know i've heard of it but tell people what it's about perfect blue is basically about this this pop singer who wants to retire um she's pretty much like oh, i'm done my career whatever and as she's trying to like go on with her life she dives into like some weird psychological shit like she's she's like seeing things, she's being haunted by shit. But I, I, it's been a while since I watched Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. But it's basically that. It's like, it's like a psychological, you know, horror fest. Yeah, and that's what I remember as um, well. She goes through like mm-hmm. all these like crazy, I don't know, like time loops. I think it's just very strange. Which goes to the um, question, is it, like, really hard? Because that movie left me just, like, what? Very uncomfortable because <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. I was just like, huh? <laughs> Help? <laughs> what? Yeah. That movie was pretty good, though. <laughs> but yeah, it left and, me like, what? And then, like, <laughs> yeah, and, like, your question, was that really hard? Uh-huh. And that's a big question. We have that question all the time in the horror community when it comes to certain movies. Like, people still are still debating whether The Shining is a horror film. And it's just like, no, guys, it's a fucking horror film. <laughs> it's a horror film. Leave it at that. But when it comes to anime, 
yeah, the same question rises. Yeah. Like, well, she's not being tortured or gore, so it's not horror, you know? But again, psychological horror does exist. Yep. That is part of the horror that genre. Of and um, for, for Perfect Blue, I mean, yeah, Perfect Blue, like, the director, Darren uh, Romsky, who did Black Swan, what an asshole. I was just going to say that. He's an asshole. <laughs> oh, what did he do? He, because he basically, perfect, Black Swan is literally perfect blue. Oh, It's the okay. same movie. He, at first he said the hell, yes, I got inspiration from perfect blue. Oh, it was wow. amazing. And then, and then after the success of Black Swan, when people started seeing, there's even videos on YouTube comparing the scenes <gasps> between Black Swan. Black Swan, Purple Blue. Oh, wow. After the big success of Black Swan, he denied it and said, no, this is my own creation. Black Swan is my own thing. I did not take inspiration, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, bro. Oh, no. It's the same shit. It's the same movie. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I like Black yeah. Swan as well, but that's great. I don't know why it's so hard to say you had to cite your source, but but it's not, it's not even, well, even if it's a similar, the same idea, I'm sure there are some differences, I would hope, right? To make it its own mm-hmm. thing, so I don't know why he would be so uptight about it, but I don't know Hollywood is unknown, so uh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then the same thing for Vampire Hunter D. You know, some people view it as horror, but some people are like, but it's a vampire, it's fantasy. But I mean, it's like fantasy can also be horror, yeah. horror too. I mean, look at you know, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer mm-hmm. is fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it also has horror adjacent elements because it involves demons, you know. Yeah. People are being murdered, people being killed, you yeah. know. It, it it's 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 suspenseful, it's dramatic, it's it's really fucking sad. <laughs> um but that's also a prime example. Like, is Demon Slayer horror? From my perspective, it's not. It has adjacent themes into it, but it's not horror. Now is Helsing horror? Helsing yes, that's dope. fucking horror. I've seen a few episodes of Helsing. That yeah. shit was awesome. Uh, that that <laughs> was the one that came that. to mind immediately when we even brought up this topic was Helsing because visual style was so interesting and it just was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then again, you know, I feel like when it comes to anime and manga, eighties and nineties is when they really started picking up the ante of shit. You know, of like how far can we take things? How far can we do things? How far can um, take it? How far can they take it? Have you guys seen School Days? That's one of the most uh, traumatizing animes I've seen. <laughs> I've heard about I it. I mean, like, if you want to talk about bad relationships and about best friends and betrayal, that is my recommendation to everyone out there. If you guys oh, think yeah. you have it bad, watch that anime. <laughs> watch it. Yeah. It is just so bad it's bad as in like the situation the build-up and then the end the end uh, is yeah just a little um spoiler alert here um the end they couldn't air it in japan because something about the end had to do with the situation that happened in japan where someone um let's see um killed their father with like an axe and they couldn't air the last school day episode because of that situation and it was just kind of freaky school days people watch wow. it yeah i might have to check that yeah. out that sounds no. crazy 
the but the the moral of school days is also don't cheat and keep your shit in your pants. <laughs> yes, That's literally yes. the moral of school days. Oh my god! Like that is the moral of school day. And the other fun fact about school days is that the anime ending is different from the yes. manga ending. Oh, how very could I different. Super different. Both disturbing oh. though. Both disturbing. They're both disturbing and dark. But Just they as good though. It. Just as good. And I like how yeah. it starts with like this uh, opening that's just like what it like super like magical and friendship. And then <laughs> once you start watching the episode, you're like, oh, what? Oh, hit you with the okie doke. Okay. And then the anything uh, again magical. You're like, alrighty, fantastic. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's super wild. And that is it as crazy as like recent- Dead Man Wonderland. Ooh, I have not watched that. Oh, okay. I've, oh, that's a good I've theory. I've heard about that one. How crazy I watched, that one is. I watched, yeah. Dorme Mundaman is also really great. Of course, people re- re- uh, recommend that you read the manga mm-hmm. more because, again, the manga has more detail of stuff. Same thing with Tokyo, Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul is also, like, a good um, horror series. I watched the anime. I know a friend of mine who we've had, we had a guest, uh, you know, on this podcast, Samara. She's the one that recommended me to watch Tokyo Ghoul because she loved it. She watched the whole thing, but she also tells me it's better to read it because Tokyo Ghoul is very informative heavy. So if you don't know what the hell is going on, (laughs) if you miss one episode, you're going to be like, okay, well, I guess that's it. I'm lost. I'm going to give up with the show. (laughs) But that's also a great horror series. You know, this kid, he goes, it's basically like the wrong spot, wrong place, wrong type situation. That's basically what Tokyo Go is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> wrong spot, attacked by a demon, turns into a demon, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening to me? Pretty much, and he has and to then... drink coffee for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also <laughs> trying to control his thirst, his thirst for humans. Yes. <laughs> You know, he has a best friend. He's just like, I don't want to kill you, but get away from me. Like, you know, and fucking crazy. But that's also a great anime. But going back to the whole school days being cutesy, <laughs> there is a subgenre called this misleading horror. Yeah. That, that, that exists, apparently, that's a thing. And a prime example is Maruka Magica. Oh, goodness. I've heard of it. That, oh my God. I watched the whole thing because my friend recommended me to watch she loves magical girls mm-hmm. and she knows how much i love stellar moon mm-hmm. she was like oh watch it. you'll like it i cursed her out after i was oh, done with no. it. <laughs> um so Monica magica cute scene looks bubbly you're like oh yeah cool magical girls yeah i could get with it <laughs> yeah it's literally stellar moon turned dark Sorry. the whole thing with magic with Monica with magica uh, Monica magica is the fact that there is this little creature little fox cat shit thing that pops up and it's like hey do you want to be a magical girl i could give you a contract and you're thinking cool i'm gonna have you know the sparklies i'm gonna have all these cute powers yeah there's a downside of it Mm. because the downside of that is that you are cursed to become a witch where you later on end up killing your own fellow magical girls or you have to be killed yourself oh gosh damn that is that is the whole thing like, it starts cute and shit, but <laughs> no. It is oh, not no. what it seems. It's very dark. Um, another example of the misleading horror is School Lives. 
school life is also very cutesy, it's very bubbly, but the downside is that it's taking place during a zombie apocalypse. Oh god damn. The the yeah, the lead character, she's like, Oh, everything's great, everything's fine, woo woo. But like her friends are trying to keep her from finding out the fact that their world is literally turned upside down. So it looks cute, mm. but then when you go dig deep, deeper in, you're just like, holy shit, I did not expect Sounds kind of like Maze Runner. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Maze though. Runner, oh my gosh. That, yeah, you yeah. can do so much with animation. It's like really, really interesting the kind of stuff you can get away with. Like we ain't even mentioned Castlevania yet, but we're going to do oh my gosh. at some point. I, but the Castlevania yes. shit. Pff. That's the one I watched in a, in a quick second, the moment that came out, man. That's so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's one of the series that you're just like, they did it justice. They did oh, it really, I mean, so good. you know, mm-hmm. you know, Armin is a huge Castlevania fan. He's, he spoke about how much he loves it. And even he was just like, holy shit, they did it so well. I just feel like if you haven't played any of the Castlevania games and you're just like, oh, you know, like, just want to watch something. I think, like, the Castlevania series right now on Netflix is freaking amazing. And I think season four is going to come out soon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple weeks. Super excited about that. Extremely pumped. Yeah, word. Yeah. And I uh, to go back to some of the stuff Jackie was saying about how some people don't even view certain animes as horror. I remember we did the poll on Instagram. We asked people if they thought Attack on Titan was horror, and people said no, and I damn near had a heart attack. I was like, how the hell well, is this not horror? Well, <laughs> it was it was actually mixed. There was two yeses and, and two noes. Um, so some people do view Attack on Titan as horror, and Attack on Titan, I would say, is like horror adjacent. I mean, some people say, well, is this a war anime? It's a drama anime. But again, it's horrific. Yeah. Those, people are dying. Yeah, those things are freaking scary. Like, you know, I I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, you know, <laughs> those things are freaking scary. How the hell is it not like horror? For me, it would be. I mean, like, Word. I just seen my mom get eaten by this huge ass human looking thing. Like, that's crazy. No, yeah. that shit. Mm-hmm. I still remember watching the first episode of one of my homeboys when I think Same. it was on like Crunchyroll or something. One of my friends was like, "Yo, Ben, I got. I've been meaning to watch this show. I hear this shit is crazy." So we put on the first episode, and we were like, "Oh, this is this world is kind of crazy." And the, the show kind of sets you up a little bit because they're like, "All right, they live. They live behind these walls because there's monsters mm-hmm. outside the wall, and they never really got inside, so they pretty much Gucci." And you're like, "All right, this ain't. This can't <laughs> be too bad. Maybe you know, at some point they're gonna get over the wall, but." Things maybe be okay. And then, like, in the first episode, half the town gets killed. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Crazy. What the fuck is this? And it wasn't even and like the, the way- deaths were, like, off screen. It's like people being ripped in half, eaten. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Uh, and the way they run, mm-hmm. too. That's super creepy. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you even yeah, got, like, animation. You want to be scared? Put that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had just recently got my niece and nephew into anime. So we started watching, you know, Hero Academia. And my nephew first started watching Attack on Titan on his own. And even he was just like, I just watched the first three episodes and I felt like crying. Like, oh my God. Oh no. Because it, it, it's, it's very horrific. It's very horrific. It's very like, holy shit. Um, 
another prime example of like horror that I mean people would say, oh, it's not really horror. Um, I guess I could say, uh, what is it like? Death Note. Yeah. You know, Death Note is is a prime example of that. You know, it's it's mystery, it's crime, yeah. it's a drama, yeah. but there are horror elements into it because it's a it's a guy, you know, dwelling with this whole godlike complex that like he's god and he's killing people he's he's you know in, in cahoots with shinigami mm-hmm. the death god yeah. you know and it's it's horrific because people in the in the series the characters are literally terrified of being killed by him being judged by him yeah and i know that they did an americanized version of it on netflix and i just want to <laughs> say fuck you netflix for doing that because <laughs> I was so pissed off when that shit happened. I didn't even look at it. I just heard about it. I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Because for that, we didn't need that to be Americanized because we kind of seen that same storyline of, of, you know, a white male being bullied, trying to kill people. We see that all the time in the news. We don't need Mm -hmm. to see that shit as a series. Yeah. And with Death Note, again, culture. That's why it's different. When Japan did it, because it involved culture, the whole realm of shinigamis, the whole realm of like being feeling like a god, the whole realm of like you know karma, culture. Yeah, very different. Death Note was a, uh, I, I yeah I remember I've watched that I think for the first time. I, I've only watched the whole series once, but I watched it for the first time, like maybe three or four mm-hmm. years ago. And I've been meaning to watch it for years, so I was hyped. Like, the weather was bad one day, and I was like, let me finally start this anime. I've been meaning to watch this. And Death Note is super interesting to me for everything that you said. It is really like a crime drama, which, in a, in a way, most crime dramas, even as films, are usually horror. So it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like a crime drama. Um, Death Note is almost like the movie Seven, but as an anime. <laughs> and with, like, different morals. Because mm-hmm. uh, Death Note... You have the lead character Light, and he's like he's not a bad dude, at least the way the show presents it. He has like kind of everything going for him in life, but then he just kind of gets mm-hmm. corrupted by the power at his hand, and he just mm-hmm. decided I'm gonna just do a bunch of things. And that's I, I feel like that's far more interesting than like what you know what they did with the live action version, where it's just like a kid who's being bullied. Like, no offense to anybody who's being bullied or experiencing bullying, but like in in the movie world, we've seen that story a million times. And and in real life, we've seen mm-hmm. that story a million times. Somebody either shooting up a school or something because they've been bullied. So I I think it's like mm-hmm. the flip side of that, which is far more interesting, where it's a, somebody who literally has everything and really no reason to even want this power, but decides, ah, mm-hmm. let me let me see what I can do with it. And then he he kind of becomes evil throughout the course of the show due to the power that's handed to him, and that's, which is really really interesting. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, Kira kind of started off as as like a, a vigilante. Yeah, you know, he was just like, okay, I'm gonna kill off these guys who get, who basically are able to get off without a his, just get like you know slap on the wrist. It's not right. The system is broken. So let me fix it. It started out like that, and it was fine. But then, yeah, he felt the like literally. He was just like, I have all this power. Yeah, what's stopping me? I'm a god. And then, yeah, yeah it, it basically drove him crazy. And of course, for you, because demon god was just like, was just like, yeah, this is interesting. Let's see how far this goes. <laughs> Him eating his apples. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his apples. Um but yeah. And um and I it's funny because like the animation too, you could tell was different from how it was back then. Because I mean the one thing 
I love about anime is that you can see the evolution in terms of like studio and how fine they make the the you know the animations and whatnot. Yeah. And once they hit like not even two thousand, but I guess yeah, like two thousand, two thousand and two, or two thousand and three, like later on, um, two thousand and four. This is when everything started changing the animation, and that's when we had the birth of fucking Elfin League. <laughs> that shit was wild. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch it, but it's funny that you mentioned that because I had a coworker who actually surprised me that she knew about anime, and she. She was from, I think, um, Guatemala, and that was one of mm-hmm. her first um, horror, I guess, scary um, animes, and she had mentioned that to me, and it wasn't until, like, then that I looked it up and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't watch the whole thing, but it, I've seen clips of it, and oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Alphaly sci-fi horror body horror mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it about uh so elephant lee is about this this being this being her name is uh lucy she is one of many of these these beings that have like invisible uh i guess tele- telekinesis hands that she can basically summon to do anything like if she gets angry or or whatever or surrounded she basically kills people um when she was younger she first discovered she can do this by accident and the way she discovered she can do this which was really fucked up (laughs) was the fact that she befriended a little puppy mind you she's i think eight or or seven at this time Mm -hmm. she's already being bullied because she's different she has horns on her head she has to hide them with the ribbon so people are just like, oh, she's so weird or she's a mutant, blah, blah, blah. So these group of kids, these boys, find out that she has a puppy. They kidnap it, take it to the classroom, make her watch as they beat the shit out oh, of it. God. Literally beating with a stick. And you hear the dog crying and, you know, basically dying. And you see the blood splatter. Damn. Lucy loses her shit. And, and yo, it was the most satisfying revenge scene that I have ever seen that I was just like, I feel so good about this. <laughs> Like, she literally, she, I think she has, a, I think, 11 or 7 arms, invisible arms. I don't remember the amount she has. But it basically ranges from 1 to 11. No, I think 12. So, she's one of these, of these special beings. So, she basically kills all of them. That's how she first discovered what she is. Oh, wow. And it, it's a really fucked up story. Yeah, because, it sounds you know, like it. <laughs> she gets traveled around a lot, you know. She she gets adopted by this by this her I think her distant family who takes her in, and again when she gets too like too crazy like not too crazy but when she gets too overwhelmed by emotions, her arm she just loses control of her arm and just like kills everybody. And you only find that out until like I think the middle of the series because in the beginning you start off with her just being you know locked up in this chamber because she's so dangerous. But then you don't find out until later on that why she's the way she is, what happened with her. And this is a really sad series. Really fucked up and very gory. Yes. Like, super. And I feel like that's when the early, like, again, like, 2004. I think this is when, like, they really started anting up the animation of, like, 
how bright the blood is going to be, how gory they can go. I mean, I haven't watched Gantz, but I've heard yes. that also was intense. I love Gantz. Like, it is, like, action-packed. It has a story. There's definitely a lot of gore. And I think it's one of the enemies that made me feel as a person that the human body is just so weak. Anything can mm-hmm. just, like, mash us up. Anything can just take us down. Like, I recommend this particular um, anime to those who just, you know, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I It just left me, like, wounded. <laughs> is that, like, a thing? Wounded? Oh, damn. Yeah, it did. Like, yeah. I, was, I read the manga. I read the manga. The anime did no justice to the manga. The manga was so gruesome. It made me feel wounded. It made me feel like, wow, like, as a human, we're trash. Like, we can just get, <laughs> yeah, like, if you see the intense fights and just, like, um, what they go through, the body, the human body is super weak. That's all I have to say about this. It's just super gore and just pieces, pieces of human parts everywhere. <sighs> Mm-hmm. And the story, the story is really good, actually. So definitely recommend those, this um, anime manga to anybody who wants a really good action-packed um, gore and a good storyline. It's really good. Definitely recommend it. Might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I still have to yeah. read yeah. Sweet Home because uh, Jackie mentioned it to me. I, I watched a live-action one, but Sweet Home was really, really interesting. The monsters and that shit look insane. Yeah, Sweet Home was a good, cause it's a webtoon. It, it's a South Korean webtoon, and it is, it's way better than the, than the Netflix adaption. Because the first six episodes, they follow the comic, but then after that, they just irrelevant to their own shit. Mm. And it, it just makes no sense. After that, I'm just like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, but yeah, and again, like, you know, 2004, that's when you know, the anime for Gans came out. And then again, Later in the 2000s, we had Higurashi. <laughs> Higurashi no Naiko Gorani, which is, and they one. cry. Oh my gosh, from, yes. From 2006. <laughs> I have never, I've seen this in clips, but I've been told this was the one that really started the torture anime genre because it's just nonstop torture. Yeah, I remember watching <laughs> the first season like in the middle of the night it was me and some of my siblings we were just left like what the fuck that my sister had to go downstairs with with us just so she can like go to sleep because it creeped through the fuck out she was like what the fuck yeah she was like what the fuck (laughs) yeah Yeah. non-stop gore non-stop blood non-stop torture it involves twin sisters Mm -hmm. one of them is fucking crazy (laughs) yep um yeah, crazy shit. And I think it involves really, I think it's all about a boy, too. Yeah, right? it's about a boy. Yeah. A boy. Mm-hmm. Have you learned nothing from school? I days? mean, you know, like, <laughs> what the hell? Look, girls, there's many fishes out in the sea. Don't just stick to one guy. <laughs> school days, people, school days. Learn a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and that's when everything started, like, the animation was getting more precise, more pristine, more sharp, you know. Um, and again, 2010, High School of the Dead came out. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I 
I had a, I remember I first watched it and then I had to stop watching it because I fucking hate etchy anime. Oh goodness. <laughs> I hate etchy. And for those who don't know what etchy means, it means fan service. <laughs> it means fan service animes where it's like there's really no plot, but just like just a girl being all like, look at my giant boobs flap around. I'm gonna take my shirt off just cause. Or like here, just cause. Yeah, or like here's a cup of water as her like boobs are jiggling, like just back and forth, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> jiggles <wild>. everywhere. <laughs> See that that was one. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. That's one of the things about anime that's always made me picky. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a grown man, so I, I like titties as much as the next person. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, <laughs> like I'm a grown man, and I like women, so of course I like the female body. But that's always been like the weirdest thing with me about anime. Like from even when my, some of my friends first started watching it way back with like Yu Yu Hakusho and all that stuff. Like uh, there were certain mm-hmm. animes that my friend had and. and the, that's clearly just his taste. Like I'm not even, like outside of like Rory Kenshin and stuff like that. Some animes he had, it was just like it would be a dude surrounded by a bunch mm-hmm. of girls, and then for some reason, all the girls love this like mediocre dude. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it's not just that they all love him. Like every scene with the girls, they boobs jiggling all kind of weird. And I was just like, there were well, one that's not how boobs work. But then also I was like, <laughs> I don't get why why did why this is the show. Like that always confused me about a lot of animes. So because of that. I was mm-hmm. never really sure which animators were going to give me that and which ones weren't. So sometimes I would be, that's why I, I just got super picky and was like, you know what? I'm going to really find out the plot before I like dive in because if I walk into that, I'm going to get annoyed. So I'm going to be like, I kind of came here for the plot. I ain't come here just to watch boobies. Like, watch porn or something if you, that's what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> why are you watching animated women? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. But the thing with, with the one thing too is like, I remember what is it? It was actually your sister Vaughn who was just like no give it a second chance you'll like it just give it a second chance look past it <laughs> you'll get through it and I did that because it does have a story there is yeah. story there is plot and oh my god it, it, that whole series was just so funny because there's a character who I think we all relate to who who plays video games who knows the zombies exist and he freaking chased a, a, a what is it like a nail gun and a stapler gun or whatever and shoots the zombies in the head he's like i've been preparing for this whole oh, my whole God. life and i was just like yo that's me <laughs> that's all of us that yeah. all of us mm-hmm. but but yeah like that series was, was really good you know um i had to give it a second go though because again the edgy shit just threw me off and i was just like this is not what i signed up for i don't like it um <laughs> But yeah, empowered to Madhouse for animating it. Because <laughs> it was just like, wow. Um, the series was written by, you know, Daisuke Soto, which unfortunately he died before he could ever finish the series. So, you know, it is a series, even the manga, like the manga is also good too. Like I read both. I read, I watched the series and I read the manga as well. It's a good thing, but it is going to end in a cliffhanger because he did not get a chance to finish it. So. I would recommend it, but don't be all hot and had it if you're like, oh, this is terrible. Again, the man died. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I, I kind of wish he did leave it to someone else to finish. Like, I wish he had a backup or, or a legacy person. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if I die, finish the series. Similar to um, how Hunter x Hunter Tagashi, if he dies, he told his wife to take over if he dies to finish Hunter x Hunter. Oh. That's interesting. Um, 
and his wife is also the creator of Southern Moon. Yeah. So, oh, wow. You know, and mm-hmm. she's, and yeah, and she's been watching his, his whole art style, so she can do it. She has done it before, but she's done his art style, which she thought he was going to die once. So if he ever dies, he told his wife, take over if I die to finish the series. Wow. Really interesting. I know, I heard of George R. Yeah. R. Martin doing something similar as well with like Game of Thrones because mm-hmm. people, you know, he's a lot older. Uh, so people, he, he like wrote out the whole plot or something for, I think, the show or his books in the event something happened mm-hmm. to him. So that's pretty interesting that his wife got him covered. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I it took me a while to get into freaking high school detectives. I was just like, oh my God, really? Ugh, all this edgy shit. But I get <laughs> it because some people... It it is a thing over there where people feel like okay people are gonna people are gonna watch this because if we have this subgenre into this genre, <laughs> people are gonna watch it. People are gonna, you know, gonna like it. You know, I'm one of those um, people who just don't mind titties. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I I'm all for edgy. <laughs> honestly, I just find it hilarious. It's just kind of like a pause. I just be like, what the fuck? Just I'll just keep on with the story. Yeah, as long as it's not the whole plot, I'll I'll pretty much make it through because I've watched um, what was it? Uh, damn, what was that one called? Was it Full Metal Panic? Was that the name of it? The one with the guy who's like a he's like the bodyguard for this girl with blue hair. Yeah, yeah. yes, 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 was, yes. And was it Full Metal Panic or was it Full? I forgot the name of it. Something like that. No, it's Full Metal Panic. Full I Metal think. Panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Full Metal Panic. Yeah. He's like the bodyguard yeah. for this girl with blue hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that show yeah. had some of that, but even then, the direction of that show changed as it went on, and it kind of got more military focused. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah, could work. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes Gundam C does that too. Sometimes Gundam C would be like, "We're gonna like any, any of the Gundam series, and be like, we're gonna put in a little bit of edgy in it, but then we'll focus more on the plot of the, the yeah. whole mechas and the space and the military." Yeah, I feel like Japan uh, just yeah. caters to everyone. It's like, oh, you know, here's like horror, here's like a little bit of boobs, like. <laughs> Here you go. Like, oh, thanks. Clearly, we didn't it must need work. it, but thank you. I it guess must work so. if they keep doing it. Yeah. Somebody's paying for it, so they're they doing it for a reason. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else going to mention? Oh, yeah, another example of, of the whole horror, but also like kind of horror adjacent. It's funny you mentioned Fullmetal uh, Panic because Fullmetal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. yeah, that shit's crazy. Not necessarily it's not necessarily horror it's not exactly horror but i would say that it's horror adjacent and the reason why i say is because those boys endured so much shit (laughs) they they tried to revive their mother but instead some demon shit came up one of (laughs) them had to watch their brother be told disintegrated completely had to save his soul by locking his soul into like a tin can he watched his old arm and leg just disintegrate in front of his eyes. Like, horrifying. Yeah, that's horrifying. shit crazy. It's really traumatic. Pretty sad, you know? too. And of course, yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist is a very sad series. Very informative, heavy. Now, when I first watched Fullmetal Alchemist, I started out, again, Toonami back in the day was like, not even Toonami, but like Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. They used to have like, you know, the, the, the anime block before yeah. it became Toonami. I remember our first time watching Fullmetal Alchemist, and only years later I found out that that the first series that aired on Adult Swim wasn't canon; it was just some made-up shit. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I thought that was the actual story." Oh. 
<laughs> and and then came Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Brotherhood actually follows the manga yeah. source. And I thought I was just like, you know what? I watched the series, the first one. I know what's to come. I'm prepared. Yeah, I still fucking cry. Oh my god, so with sad. Nina. <laughs> the Nina part always kills me because I rewatched it. And I was just like, oh my god. And I swear, every time people share the meme of Nina and the dog fusing together, I'm just oh like, you're God. a fucking monster. <laughs> Stop it. It's not funny. Okay? It's a horrific moment. <laughs> Did not have to die like that. Um, but yeah, like, it's not horror, but it's horror adjacent because of the subject matter. It's trauma. You know, it's, it, it involves death. You know, it, it involves, you know, experimental shit gone wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> would you um, would you put which uh was hmm? it uh Chrono Crusade? Would you put what would you put that? How would you categorize Chrono Crusade? I don't know if you remember that one with the nun and the demon who kinda made a pack. I think that I was Chrono do not Crusade. Recall that one. Was that the name? I think <laughs> that was the name of it. It was like this nun who was a part of this church that hunts demons and stuff like that, and she makes a pack with this demon and they they work together as like a partnership because the nuns are almost like police basically. And they go out and they like fight for the church and kill demons. And she, one, the main character makes a pact with this demon, and they kind of are trying to stop this other demon. That show was crazy. I ain't gonna lie, the final episode made me rethink religion as a whole. That show was crazy. (laughs) 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 That show was really, really something. Cause it was like, not even to really spoil it or anything, but like something happens and like this character essentially becomes God on earth. And they kind of just reshapes the whole way the world kind of works. And it was just like, Wow, this they doing a lot. This is supposed to be anime. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy when animation kind of makes you go, "Wow, this shit is examining life for far more yeah. than anything live action is." I've never heard yeah, of this. Before. It's the first time I'm heard trying about to this. think. Oh, I see the art style. Wow, I think I've seen it, but I never watched it. It was cool. I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Oh what shit! I saw something Jackie didn't yeah. see. Let me find out. yeah so they label it as action and supernatural yeah supernatural falls in horror people just so you know (laughs) in case you're just like well there's no horror like again horror consists of so many things besides gore Mm -hmm. horror is psychological horror is thriller horror is suspense horror is fantasy horror is supernatural horror is you know demons horror is slasher um Speaking about slasher, Paranoia Agent. Paranoia Agent is a horror anime, and that consists of a slasher who kills people. Oh, wow. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, they used, they used to air it a lot on um, Adult Swim. Like, I remember they used to air it. I never, I think I only saw the first episode, and I was like, oh, this is boring. But then Armin was just like, no, that's horror. The guy is a serial killer. He literally kills people. And Damn. Like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Oh. Um. But yeah, you know, horror consists of so many things. Um, what else? Uh, Parasite. Parasite is a sci-fi horror. I mean, people are like, it's not really horror. I'm like, it's it's horror. <laughs> Parasite, it's horror. You know, it, it's like, it's body horror. You know, this, this, this creature, this insect goes inside of your body. He controls your body. You become literally a host for this parasite. And you're basically have no, some people don't have control of their bodies. So they end up killing their wives, killing their sisters, killing whatever, because these parasites need blood to survive. That's fucking horror. 
So what do you guys think about like uh, Midori? That's like a been around for some reason, like now oh a God. huge topic. I didn't familiar. even. Was that? This is about so Go... yeah, Midori Shoujo Subaki. That I'm taking my time talking about this <laughs> because I remember when Anime NYC first started. No, yeah, Anime NYC first began because this is when after you know Javis took over. The anime part, the anime convention, they became one with um, Comic Con. Yeah, and so they wanted to do their own separate thing. That's when Anime NYC first started. The first, I think it was the second or third day, there was a panel, a late night panel, which talked about horror and anime and manga. You know, it's me, Armin, and my friends, my friend Samantha. We watched. We went. Probably um, we sat down, and they talked about this particular title. Midori is actually banned in many countries. <laughs> Damn. Um, and the reason why uh, is because it is a very controversial manga slash anime series. Not even anime, it's a movie. And they even did a live action version of it as well. They did. But they had to take certain things out because they were like, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't show this. Oh my God. What makes it so controversial? Um... So, it it talks about this girl, Midori. She, you know, her mother had died, so she becomes an orphan. And so, they tend to, basically, she's basically adopted by this, like, carnival family, freak show family. And she endures the most heinous torture ever, psychological, physically, sexually. Um, it, it's just so crazy. It's so, like, holy shit. Um. Uh, let's see who did it. Damn. Who wrote Midori? That sounds like a lot. Yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. I forgot who did it. Who did? Who did Midori? I know he's a famous manga creator. Um. Who did Midori? Um. So oh, was it Shoji Sabaki? Yeah. 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 So yeah, Shoji Sabaki is is kind of like it. It when you mention Sabaki, you like he's kind of peered up with Junji Ito in terms of like how 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 dark you can make a manga <laughs> and i i believe midori is not his first time doing something very like kind of like dark and shit but the reason why this one becomes a hot topic because um hiroshi iterada was the one that first did the film the film adaptation of it the animated film mm-hmm. When they first aired it, when they first premiered it in, in Japan, people were just so disgusted by it. They destroyed all the copies. <laughs> they were Damn. like, no, this should not exist. This is terrible. This is this. Oh my God, what the fuck is this? And I think only a few survived. And I believe in um, 2013, the film was found. Like the whole thing was found. And they basically digitally remastered it. And then oh. in 2016, they did a live action version of the film. But of course, again, like they changed stuff because yeah. it was so horrific. They were like, we, we can't show this shit. <laughs> um, but apparently, there's plans. Like, um, Subaki Studio is planning on doing a Blu ray of, of the animated film in 20. And, you know, they don't know when, but they're planning on doing a Blu ray of it. But, huh. but yeah, that, and that kind of brings up the topic of like, how far can anime go? And this is how far they went 
because Midori, Midori was like really far in terms of like what they show in terms of subject matter. Like, I believe it was, what was it? Uh, the boy girl, I think, was the character that found the puppies. So Midori found these little mm-hmm. three puppies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, puppies. Yeah. Her, her adopted sister, boy girl, because she, I believe she was intersex. She was intersexual. She basically went and stomped on the puppies, stomped on them, killed them in front of her eyes, and then in the animation, excuse me, you see like the guts, the puppy guts, the brains, the eyes, the splatter everywhere. Yeah, and th- don't they eat the puppies? I remember. They yeah, do. They do, right? They eat. Oh yeah. gosh. That's so it, crazy. Yeah. That, see that? It was the most. It was very. And that was like 1980 something when that first that first anime came out when it was was animated. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. Like, I want to say 1980. That's the kind of shit that make you rethink life. And also, <laughs> and also, whenever I hear stuff like that, I kind of always want to ask the, if I could. I wish I could ask the creator to be like, "Yo, what were you thinking?" Like, I, I understand that, like you know some of these things actually happen in real life right like there are these mm-hmm. kind of i guess you can call them monsters in the world like everything from like sexual assault and stuff like that but i but i notice particularly in like animation and in that side of the, that part of the world it seems like sexual assault is just such a big go-to for like torturing a character in the story and i w- i wonder why i don't know if it's something in their culture that we need we don't know about but i just wonder why that's the one of their biggest go-tos in a lot of their stories that that just really that yeah i'm really curious about that because that i don't know it's just like i'm not a woman but that shit is triggering even for me like i i don't even and regardless of the film live action or animated if somebody being raped or anything like that i usually fast forward through it or like walk out the room for a little bit because there's just a lot to watch that's too much to take in um so i just wonder how they how they can write so many stories that kind of high, use that as an element of like punishment or torture it's like damn dude <laughs> there's yeah. no other way that's a little bit easier or even like stomping out puppies like killing or kid like stomping out the puppy seems like a thing of like you know just killing something really cute in a brutal way but it's like even that like damn yeah is there no other way we can do this is this like the only way we can really torture a character i just kind of wonder about that sometimes yeah i mean it's true i mean we see it all the time yeah like um i mean I feel like, in a sense, it, it's more. It, it kind of reminds me of like how George, um, George R. R. Merrill does the zombie film. You know, it, it's basically um, a commentary on humanity, mm-hmm. on life, society. And I feel like, I feel like when like these manga writers and and illustrators do these stories, I feel like it's that too. I feel like it's a commentary about society, about human living. You know, and another example I could think of is Blue Gender. I remember when I first saw, saw Blue Gender, that's like, I think, 19, 1990s or something. 1999. So we're about to enter 2000s. And this was a sci fi horror series I first saw on Adult Swim. And that shit was holy shit. Um, the planet is being overrun by these giant insects who basically do know nothing but kill and terraform the world mm-hmm. um and you're left with like the, the few survivors and you see how they're trying to survive not just physically but also psychologically 
because they're being tortured, not just by the creatures, but by within themselves. And I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to manga and anime. That's very different from like how, I mean, we, we kind of, we don't really get that much horror comics. I mean, there's the Blade comics, there's Bond comics, like there's like, you know, horror. Yeah. Um, and they also kind of commentate on humanity and society. But when it comes to Japan, it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. Like, it, it's a bit of commentary on humanity and society, but there's also another layer to it, too, that we may not understand it fully. We'll just be grotesque about it and disturbed by it. But for them, it's, it's like a lesson, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, like this. This leads to A, B, and C, and D. But for us, as Westerners, reviewing this as an, oh my god, this is some dark shit. Yeah. That also brings up um, this manga that I read. Also came out around like the 2000s. It's called Confidential Confessions. I don't know if you guys ever read that manga. But it's Sounds basically... Familiar. Yeah, it's basically about like teenagers that go on um, like every day, but Again, like Midori, these teenagers would um do drugs, they'll get sexually abused. It's just a pile of stories of like getting bullied. Um, there was this one remember this, the one page where um there is this teenager getting bullied by her um classmates and they they bring in cockroach spray, um, and they sprayed the girl with the cockroach spray inside her mouth. Damn. like yeah it was pretty crazy so i don't know like if this is considered horror again like you were saying um it just goes deeper into that as again as a westerner i'd be like wow this is some crazy ass shit like for me it's scary that you know i would have to go to school get bullied like like this bad um yeah Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely it just makes scary. me question. Question: What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, no, what is, yeah. what is happening yeah. over there for some of these for some of these stories? Like, I'm sure, of course, yeah. a lot of this is coming from the imagination of the creator. But I think of even like, um, like Sweet Home, Sweet Home, right? Like, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but um, and I don't know how different this is from the webtoon, but maybe in the live action one, they kind of highlight that the main character was bullied. Uh, and he was, he was like bullied pretty much by the whole school <laughs> because like one rich dude, was it one, one, one dude who, the dude who was bullying him, not only was he an asshole, but his dad owned the company that his, that the main character's father worked at. So he was like, if you ever like fucked with me or ever got me in any, in any real trouble, I would just get your dad fired. And I was thinking like, mm-hmm. is that really some shit you can do? Like, <laughs> like, like, would you, could you really go home to your father and be like, yo, this kid at school is an asshole. Luckily, his dad works for you. Fire his dad. I'm like, yo, if that, it, like, just the idea of that culturally is so insane that mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, I couldn't even imagine, like, they're, they're like, you know, there's caste systems, there's classism and all that, but I just couldn't imagine living in that part of it where people are getting fired because kids have a disagreement. Like, that's just so wild. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in terms of, like, what goes in the creator's mind, I guess we could talk about Junji Ito, you know, mm-hmm. 
He's a very funny man. He is. He's, <laughs> he's super cute. He's just so like. And he's very kind. Yeah. He's very nice. He's very nice. And I remember um, someone had asked him once, like, what, what makes you think of these things? And he says that how a lot of the stuff that he thinks of, like when he, when he was writing, you know, May or Uzumaki or any of his big notable names, he said that how it was mostly his nightmares. He used to have really bad nightmares. And so he would draw them and then kind of develop stories about them. And that's kind of how the birth of some of Saito's come from. And I, I guess you could say the same thing. That's kind of like how Stephen King is too. Stephen King based his stories on, on freaking nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a twisted man. Um, but yeah, Junji Ito, yeah, he's also like one of those people that even if you're not into horror, but you know someone, or even into anime, you know someone's just like, oh yeah, I know Junji Ito because he's he's just that prominent name that everybody knows. Similar to how us in the West, you drop the name Stephen King, people are like, oh yeah, I know him because of this, this, and that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of how Junji Ito is. Yeah. And his stories also, not all of them, but some of them are a commentary on society and, and, and human living. Like, I said it before, I, men- I always mention it, and I mentioned it once in, in the Feminism Horror Podcast, and also with Jennifer's Body. Tomei is, like, one of the most saddest fucking stories. Oh, man. Ever. It is. Like, like as, as horrific Tomei is, it's a very sad story. It's a very tragic story. You know, this young girl, she's, you know, having, like, a promiscuous affair with the teacher, the teacher doesn't want anyone to find out. He has his, his whole class kill her. And then she ends up being brought back as this demonic succubus. You know? And what's sad about it is that, yes, she's fully aware of what she is. Kind of similar to Jennifer's body. She's fully aware of what she is. She's like, yeah, I'm a succubus. I just kill boys, whatever. <laughs> but with Tomei, she also knows that she is this being now. Um... But the, the things that, it's not the fact that her, it, it's not the fact that she just kills men or just like, you know, draws them to her. It's the fact that she's cursed for to always be killed yeah. no matter how many times she's revived. And that's the saddest part about it. She's fully aware about it and she knows that whenever she dies, she's going to come back. But it's always going to be the hands of a man because that's basically who killed her the first time, a man. And basically damns her for that whole life for all eternity. Damn. And it's a really sad yeah. story. Like, again, it, it's horror. It's body horror. But, again, it's very sad series. Very sad. I have so many questions about that series, though. Like, she fell off the cliff. And the teacher was like, okay, boys, we're going to chop her up into pieces. Like, um, couldn't you just call the authorities, say it was an accident, instead of chopping this poor girl to, like, how many pieces? Twelve pieces, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's so wild. Like, yeah, they could have gone about it a whole different way. No, the poor girl now lives on to like kill men. Good job. That's such a wild, just idea. That's so crazy. Like, oh, the teacher decides he wants to kill this girl. Hey, class, let's kill her. Like, and then everyone's like, cool. Like, that just sounds so crazy. <laughs> sounds yeah. so fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have questioned it. Mm Yeah, and then when she, and what's crazy is that when she came back, they were like, "What? I thought you were dead." And she was just like, "What? I just had a headache." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um, super shocked. 
Yeah, but Tomei is just like, yeah. And then um, also his other stories, like his short stories, oh my God. you know, are pretty fucking crazy Human too. Human like Chair was one of my favorite, actually. It's about... Uh, Human yeah, Chair? Yeah, it's about this, uh, obviously, uh, a chair built by like this... Um, Actually, what I from what I remember, it started off with a uh, a writer. She's a woman, woman writer, and she had made a really good book. And apparently, um, all these ideas were just flowing when she would sit on the chair. And there was mm-hmm. one time, someone, one of her, um, they, one of her, um. What, protege students or something? Um, fans. One of her fans had sent her a letter saying that, oh, you write so well, etc. but why haven't you sat on your chair? Why haven't you, like, um, you know, taken time to, like, just sit and, and think about, just sit on the chair, basically, telling her. And she got freaked out because she was like, what is he, ta- like, what is he talking about? Sit on the chair, la, la, la. How does he know, like, things are going on? And basically, at the end of, um, the story, there was someone living in the chair she was sitting in, which was really freaking creepy. I was like, ew. And when the cops discovered it and just like tore apart the chair, you see like um a built in like nest. So somebody was in her Holy chair. Fuck. Yeah, it was super creepy. I think that was one of the stories that just creeped me out because I was like, ugh. Like, ew. <laughs> It was, That's, it was my personal favorite. Mofugo was living in the chair. Yeah, it was telling her like all mm-hmm. these things. He's like, oh, you got to sit on the chair, like, etc. Like, this is why you're having these headaches. And she was like, how the hell does this person know what's going on in my life? And then she started getting creeped out because she was like, maybe it's the chair. Maybe it's the chair. I'm not going to sit in that chair. And then she kept telling her husband, something's wrong. I hear things. Something's in that goddamn chair. Like, where did you buy that chair? And she just went, like, ballistic until finally, like, whoever was inside that chair killed her husband. And the authorities were called. And then that's when she told them to strip the chair. And then, boom, the nest was there. There was someone living in the chair. Pretty crazy. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. surprised it's not a movie yet. That's crazy. It, right? <laughs> that would be it would make a, a good movie. Amazing movie. Mm-hmm. That's what he's known for. <laughs> You know, he's known for making creepy shit. And it's funny because, like, someone had asked him if he's a really big fan of horror. And he was just like, no, horror scares me. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm terrified of things. I don't like ghosts. I don't like any of that shit. I'm, no, 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 no. And, um, I know he's married. He has children. And they had asked him, like, oh, so how, how is your family perceived your work? <laughs> and he was just like, oh, they're okay. They don't like it much. They're just like, eh. um but yeah and a lot of his stories especially now with the cat diary not really that horror but it's like it's like a it's like an easy way of going into jinji ito for the cat diary i haven't read it either but like it's not it's not so scary it's still creepy because i mean jinji was known for his creepy stories creepy art and everything but I know for that, he based that on his wife and his actual cast, Aww. and she was not really that pleased about it. <laughs> he was like, what? Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, even uh, Gaio. Gaio is also one of, one of the, that one really was just crazy. 
that one I feel like was was one of the craziest stories I've read from Giles. Like experiments, you know, trying to put legs on fish and shit. Oh, oh I haven't read that. Doctor. One. Um, it's a human <laughs> It, it, yeah, and the town gets overrun by them, but they're corpse. The fish are corpse. They're dead. But then these things start taking anybody, and then everyone, every anyone co- becomes like these corpse and shit. It's just turn into these creatures, and it's really dark and shit. But but yeah, like he does that. Like I feel like he, that's like what his his thing is. He focuses on humanity, society. You know what's what's wrong with us? Yeah, you know, like we're 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 all crazy. Like we're really sick. We're we're sick people. Um, and the same thing could be said about Uzumaki. Oh my god, Spiral, which is what it was. was frustrating. One of his famous famous work. That was frustrating. Yeah, to read. that one. Because like you said, yeah. what is wrong with us? I think the main character. <laughs> I just kept getting frustrated as into why she hasn't left the goddamn town. I'm like, did you not like? What's wrong with you? Leave, leave. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, yes. It just frustrated me. That whole series just frustrated me more than being scared, being like creeped out. I was just frustrated for the main character, as into like, why haven't you left the damn town? Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I see something yeah. weird pop out that's out of the ordinary, I'd run. That's it. No question. <laughs> Mom, Dad, we're leaving tonight, right now. Word. Let's go. Everybody, get in the car. We out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was crazy. Same thing could be said about the solving classroom. That also kind of frustrated me. That was one of his works too. And I was just like, you you know shit's going on. You know this family's fucked up. Why are you still here? Yeah, like... Why are you still like... What's wrong with like, you? Oh, I was just frustrated. That's it. I'm kind of disappointed though because like I know they... I know... um, uh, What's his face? Oh my God, I forgot his name. But I know he wanted to do another Silent Hill film, like Silent Hill game, Kojima. And he wanted, you know, uh, Grimo de Toro to help with the, with the animation. And he also, he also wanted Junji Ito on it as well. Wow. And it's really sad because I feel like if, if that would have been successful and he actually were to get these two creative minds who likes to freak us out it would have been the most scariest fucking game ever probably you come up with a crazy ass idea like a human couch i know your mind is (laughs) your mind can go places that's all i'm saying i'm looking at my couch strange now (laughs) (laughs) that shit is terrifying holy fuck this has been this episode has been far more educational than i thought and probably the scariest thing of my life Yeah, but um, but yeah, that that's it. It's pretty much like Jujito and of course other you know manga artists and and writers who are also amazing. You know, Inoda Shis who does Ghost Hunt. You know, Matsuri Akino who does Pet Shop of Horror. Um, Yukiru Ayatushi who did the the another manga, which also the anime I heard is very like wow, amazing, and very gory and dark. Um, uh, Hideo Yama- Yamamoto, who does uh, what is it? Horonculus, I believe is what it's called, but he also has other titles under his belt as also like horror mangas. So, yeah, a lot of there's a lot of artists, like a lot of manga writers out there that exist besides Junji Ito. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to shit on Junji Ito. <laughs> People are like, Ooh, like, no, it's because again, Junji Ito is so like 
reference and num and you know, names. Yeah. That even doing research for this podcast, it was so hard to find other people besides his name on it. And it's just like, you know, there's other people who exist. And even again, he's a very humble man. If you tell him, oh my God, you're the greatest manga artist I ever loved, he'll tell you straight up, like, there's other people besides me. He's very humble like that. Yeah. yeah. You know? I feel like Junji so, as well, like his work, personally, I don't think it's um as heavy horror or gruesome because I've seen other manga artists and other like works that are just more heavy on that. I feel like Junji is more like subtle, just like creepy type. Mm -hmm. Other than that, um, like Shintaro Kage, no, Kago, his work is super gory. His work is like, mm -hmm. the visuals are even there. Like just, he's very detailed and it's just way beyond Junji's um, art style. So I don't know. I feel like there's always like a different, I guess, um, hyper horror as in for yeah. Junji. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I think it's more subtle than like, um, than Shintaro's work. Because Shintaro's work is super gruesome. And it's just like beyond uh, what Junji has to offer. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely. And again, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, now we're going to say that again. Like, this kind of goes back to what, you know, me and Kendall always talk about during our other episodes, you know, regular movies. I feel like people view horror, like, you know, Kendall mentioned, like, as what scares them the most. Yeah. Like, if someone watches, you know, uh, Berserk, and people might be like, oh, that's not really horror, but it might be horrifying to someone else that might deem it as horror mm -hmm. yeah. for them. You know, the same could be said about, uh, you know, what Trinity Blood, vampire series. It might not be oh, horror yeah. to some, but it might be horror to other people. Um, and, and the list goes on for certain things, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. everyone, Everyone's her, everyone's like realm of horror is different from everybody else's so sure. you know i hope that doesn't like i hope that kind of like changes in the community especially the horror community and also like you know the anime community to not shit on people he'd be like oh yeah parasite scared the shit out of me like oh parasite wasn't like no <laughs> parasite might be scary for some people yeah it's you true. know it might not be scary for you mm -hmm. but it might be scary for certain people and you know the same thing with like fantasy horror like fantasy series fantasy can be horror you know, Demon Slayer, dramatic, beautiful, visually beautiful. I highly recommend Demon Slayer because it's such a great, oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. But some might see certain scenes and then, oh, that was scary. You know, everyone can handle certain things that's, certain, that's scary, that's horror, whatever. Like, it all depends on the person. And the same thing could be said about, um, you know, the ancient Magus Bride. Beautiful series. Fantasy series. Beautiful. Is it horror? No. Is it horror adjacent? Kind of, because it involves a windigo and certain scenes that might be a little too like, oh, that was kind of scary for some people, you know? Yeah. So the whole point is like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesson yeah. here today, don't, guys. Don't be, don't yeah. be an asshole. Like, and there's something here for everybody. So hop really, in and exactly. grab something. Exactly. And if you really want to get into the dwell of Japanese horror, watch Yamba Yamashibai Japanese Ghost Stories. It's on Crunchyroll. Watch <laughs> I recommend that. That is some good ass, like, like oh my god, Japanese ghost story that talks about folklore, nice. scary stories, urban legends. Watch that shit. And then 
pleased. Be be happy. And because again, don't be an asshole. Word. And clearly if you hop in our DMs on Instagram or something, Jackie's gonna be the one to answer to all your requests. Because she knows this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that yeah. in mind when you pop in. It's almost likely be Jackie talking to you about anime because I don't know as many shows as she do. I just watched Afro Samurai. I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Well, let's get up out of here, guys. Yes. Um, any hey. final words? Um, school days. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yes, school days. Oh, and Castlevania people. Yay. Yes. Four oh, seasons yes. coming Be- up, so super excited. Yes, beautiful series. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here, um, Thank you for inviting me. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then with that, I will end. Ooh, you. Ghost goodbye.